so funny because I was thinking about this before the service, and I'm like, as, as, our, as time progresses, and you ask this question in church, fewer and fewer people will raise their hands because they're like, I can't get lost, I've got GPS, right? But before GPS, we used to use these weird paper things with pictures on them that was called a map. Okay, that's basically like your GPS, but it was just, it didn't move along. And um, I can remember after school, I started working and I used to get lost all the time. I would have to phone my dad. I'm like, I don't know where I am. And he would ask me for street names and he would look it up on the map and then tell me like where to drive. But what is interesting, we've all been lost. And I do it even today with my GPS because when I won't be using it, sometimes I just go into the zone and I'm driving. And then Yelani will be, dude, where are you going? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm just kind of like, I'm going. And she's like, you should have, you should have took the previous off-ramp because we're going somewhere. And I was just kind of like going wherever I wanted. But what I learned from this experience is that movement doesn't automatically mean growing, right? You can move, but you can move in the wrong direction. Because at the end of the day, it is not our intention that determines where we're going to end up, where we're going to get. It is our direction that determines it. So if we want to grow through movement, we need to be moving in the right direction. You see, growth comes from moving in the right direction, not the wrong direction. And if you ask me tonight, Louis, but what is the right direction for my life to grow in? I want to tell you there's only one right direction for your life to grow in, and that is to move in the direction of the purpose that you were created for. Okay, the only right way to grow is if you are moving in the direction of the purpose that you were created for. So if you move in the wrong direction, if you move in the opposite direction than the purpose you were created for, you are not growing. You're moving, but you're not growing. And if we want to move in the direction of our purpose, there's only one way that you can do that, and that is through faith. Because if you want to move in the right direction, I believe you can only do it if you know your creator and if you know where he's taking you. If you you can say, like, I want to go there, I want to do this, and you can still still end up in the wrong direction because you do not know the future, you do not have the bigger picture. So I believe tonight, and this is what I will be sharing with you tonight, if we want to move to grow, we need to move in the direction of our purpose, and to do that, we need to grow in our faith. If we don't grow in faith, we will struggle with simple and stupid things. And Paul was actually, or the Hebrews writer, was actually writing about this. The Hebrews, Hebrews is a book in the Bible that we don't actually know who wrote it. And for some reason, the, the author kept his identity for himself. But I think he did it for a reason. I think he did it to not place the emphasis on himself, but to place the emphasis on the message that he, he wrote down in the Bible. And what is interesting, he writes to these people, and he's like, listen... We, we met you, we helped you to get on this path of faith. We helped you to, to move in the direction of your purpose. But because you didn't move in that direction, because you didn't grow, it says now you're going through tough times and suddenly you can't get through it. You get in a stuck place, you get to a place of stagnation and you can't grow out of this. He says because you're still babies. You go through difficult times, you don't know how to get through it. You can't help other people because you can't even help yourself. You're like a little baby because you didn't grow in what we shared with you. So you can go and read that from Hebrews about Hebrews 5, and he literally calls them babies. He's like, you still drink milk. You're not eating a steak. You're still drinking milk. And what we're going to do tonight is we're going to be looking 
And what came right after this? So he tells them, you're not growing, you're not reaching your full potential because you're still a little baby. And then he shares a little bit of what they can do to grow out of these baby shoes into some big man shoes or big lady shoes if you're a, if you're a lady. So um, tonight we'll be reading from Hebrews 6. If you've got your Bibles here, you can open to Hebrews 6. Um, and we're only going to be reading two verses. So... Um, it's also going to be on the screen if you don't have a Bible with you. Um, if you don't have a Bible and you have a cell phone, please download the UVision Bible app on your cell phone. It means you will always have the Bible with you in um, whatever language you can think of. So Hebrews 6 um, from verse 10. Hebrews writes, writes this. He says, God is not unjust, and he will not forget your work and the love you have shown him as you have helped his people and continue to help them. Okay, I want us to just quickly pause there. God is not unjust and he will not what you. He will not forget you. Okay? Then verse 11. We want each of you to show the same diligence to the very end. The same diligence that you started with when you started growing. So that what you hope for may be fully realized. We do not want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. Guys, when I read this, I saw some, some tips for growing from him. And you have to go and read the rest from Hebrews 5, where he starts talking about this fact that they are growing, but in the wrong direction. They're moving, but in the wrong direction. And therefore, they're not living up to their full potential. And then he comes and he gives them some tips on how to grow in their faith in order to grow in the rest of their lives. So tonight, where we are talking about your marriage, relationships, whatever, I believe that everything starts with faith. Why? If you decide today that you want to be a better businessman, but you're not doing that through faith and you're not hearing from God what it means to have good work ethics and what it means to, to serve in the world as an ambassador of Christ, it means you might be growing in that direction, but for your relationship, your marriage, you might be spending so much time at work that your wife never sees you anymore, that your marriage is falling apart. You see, but once we know God, once we're growing in faith, and we will get to God and we're like, God, what does it mean for me to grow as an employee of this business? Or what does it mean to grow as a businessman? And you follow God's advice on that, you follow His direction. And you also follow his direction on marriages and on relationships. You will be heading in the right direction. And basically, Paul gives them, or the Hebrews writes, he gives them three simple things that they can do in order to move forward to grow. So let me ask you this about before, before we get to our first point. Have you ever in your life, and be honest now, okay? Have you ever in your life felt at some point that God has forgotten about you? Have you? I have felt that way. Especially when you're working really hard and you're praying about something and nothing happens. Maybe you feel like God has forgotten about you because you've been searching for him your whole life and you haven't found him yet. But the first thing we need to grow to do if we want to grow is we need to realign ourselves with God's truth. You see, Hebrews writer starts out this way when he gives him some advice. He says, you need to understand something. God does not forget you. Because you are stuck in your marriage and because you might have been praying for it doesn't mean that God forgot about your marriage. Because you are stuck at a place at work where you don't get a promotion, it doesn't mean that God doesn't care about your workplace. 
Because you might, have, you might be going through a difficult financial situation doesn't mean that God doesn't care about your finances and that he doesn't care about you. You see, he starts out and he's saying this to them. He's like, you little babies that get freaked out by every single thing because you didn't grow. I want you to, first of all, before we start talking about anything else, realign yourself with God's truth. He says, you need to understand that God did not forget about you. Do you know why we sometimes think that God forgets about us? Because that's the thing that we do. We forget about other people. We forget about God. In our previous church, there was a couple who started coming to church, and they always asked me, Louis, we can't have kids. Will you pray for us? And they were there every single Sunday, and we prayed for them. And right after that, they, she fell pregnant naturally and with, with twins. And after the twins was born, I maybe in four years saw them like two times. I've seen it here that people come and say like, Louis, will you please pray for me for work? And then they get work, and we don't see them again. We... We, as human beings, tend to do this, that we forget about God after he's answered us. So we think naturally, if I forget about God, if I can forget about other people, naturally it means that God is probably going to forget about me when I don't hear an answer. God is not like us. And therefore, the Hebrews writer starts out and he says, realign yourself with God's truth. He does not forget about you. You see, if we have a wrong perception of God, it will prevent us from growing. If we have a wrong perception of what God wants, what His truth is for marriage, you will not grow in that area of your life. If you have a wrong perception of what it means to be in a relationship, wrong perception of what God says what it means to be in a relationship, you will not grow in that area of your life. See, when we think God has forgotten about us, it will hurt our relationship with God. But once we realign ourselves with God's truth, it puts us in a position where we can not only start moving and growing, but moving in the right direction. This last couple of weeks, I was reading from the book of Acts. Now, Acts is the book in the Bible right after the four Gospels, the four books that tell us about the life of Jesus. And in Acts, it is the first book that tells us about the the history of the early church. So after Jesus ascended to heaven, what did the church do? And then we read in the book of Acts about a man named Paul who very rapidly gives his life to Jesus after he has an encounter with Jesus that changes him forever. And then he starts going out and he starts planting churches. And if you go and read through the book of Acts, he goes out into a city, he starts preaching, he starts sharing Jesus, and they actually try to kill him with stones. They stoned him. Okay, this is not like this kind of stoned that we read about in the newspaper with the whole Dacha deal. Okay, this is like they, they threw stones at him, trying to kill him. And they actually thought he was dead. They dragged him, we read in the Bible, outside of the city. And they left him there because they thought he was dead. And some people picked him up and they helped him. He would go to another city like Athens after this. And like three people accept Jesus. And then later we get to this point where he says, I wanted to go into Asia, this huge piece of land, this huge part of the world that needs to hear the gospel of Jesus, the good news, so badly. But he says, the Spirit prevented me. I'm like, what? The Holy Spirit prevented you? Again, this, this moved me. And you have to go and read the whole story to understand what I'm saying here. But what was so interesting to me is when things don't turn out the way we want, when I go out to do something amazing and people throw me with stones, I'm like, oh man, God mustn't care about me. When I go into another city and I, start, I try to start a church and it doesn't work, I'm, it must be that God doesn't care about me, right? Or that he forgot about me. When I'm wanting to go into Asia because there's churches needed and just no doors open, 
God probably forgot about me. Or it means that God doesn't want a church there, right? It's like, no. You see, Paul had, had to realign himself with God's truth in this whole process of starting churches. And that was that God's plan is bigger than what we can see or understand. You see, the truth was bigger. I remember when we came to Cape Town to start a church here. And for a long time, I was praying. I'm like, God, things are tough in the city, and this doesn't work out for me. I don't know what's going on. Did you forget about us? God, did you give up on us? Did you give up on, on, the, up on this vision? But God was saying no. You see, because the picture is bigger than we can sometimes understand. And we need to realign ourselves with, God, with God's bigger picture in order to get our lives on track. So I want to tell you today, if your marriage is in a bad spot, maybe it is because you are not aligned with God's picture for what it means to be in a marriage. Summary, summary quickly, to submit to each other. He says, like, it's not about what I can get from my wife, it's about what I can give her. That's a summary of marriage. If you don't live like that, that's why it's not working. If you are in, in, a, in a job where things are just going south and like no one notices you and you just get more and more lazy and you don't care about it because no one sees you, I want to tell you not getting that promotion because maybe you're not realigning you with God's truth that says do everything you do, work as if you're doing it for God. You see, we need to realign ourselves with, with God, and especially in times of stagnation, especially of times when we feel like God doesn't care about me, I feel alone, I feel trapped by so many things, we need to remember that one, God doesn't forget about us, and two, he says in, in Hebrews 6, uh, let me just get back there in my Bible, he says, one, God doesn't forgive about, forget about us, and he says, two, God is not unjust. Do you know what that means? He says, God has made promises. And he will keep his promises. He doesn't go back on his word. God doesn't lie. But you need to realign yourself with the truth that has been standing if you want to grow in the right direction. Let me tell you this. If you believe a lie, you'll grow in that lie. If you believe a lie, you'll grow in that lie. If you believe that God has forgotten about you, you will grow in that lie and you will spend less and less time with God until one day you don't know God anymore, until one day you forgot about Him. If you believe that God doesn't want your marriage to get better, you will grow in that lie and you will spend less and less time working on your marriage and more and more time doing your own thing or looking to other people until one day there is no marriage left. If you believe the lie that God doesn't care about you, if you believe the lie that God's given up on you, you will grow in that lie. But if you believe the truth of God, you will grow in that truth. So if we want to grow in the right direction, first step is realign yourself with God's truth. And the second step is hold on to hope. He basically says, do not give up. He says in, in, in verse 11, um, he says, show the same diligence to the end. So the passion you started out with when you got to know Jesus, when you started growing your faith. He says, you need that diligence right until the end. See, here's here how simple it is. If you do not have diligence, if you do not have perseverance, if you give up, you won't see your hopes realized. He says, you need to show that diligence so that the hope you had may be realized. 
There is no magic formula in this. This is not about a magic button. It's this. If you give up, you give up. If you give up on the hope that was alive inside of you, if you give up on that hope that you had when you started dating, if you give up on the hope when you were standing in front of the altar with your future husband or wife, if you give up on the hope you had to truly make a difference for the kingdom of God in your workplace, if you give up to grow in your relationship with God, you give up and it cannot happen. The fact that he says you need to show diligence means this. There's going to be times when it's going to be tough, okay? You can't get away from it. There's times when you're going to struggle. There's times that you might feel like God has forgotten about you. But he says what you need to do is you should not give up. When we were praying about our church and we couldn't find a, a different venue and we're like, we, we don't know exactly what to do and everything's not turning out the way we want, I would keep praying about this. I'm like, God, give me an answer. And every time God would say, Louis, persevere, trust me, persevere, trust me. And I ended up at this place where I'm a typical Afrikaner. You know, it means you never give up. You fight till, till you've got no breath left in you. You do not give up. And I'm like, God, is that what it means? Does it mean we should not give up on this location on what we're doing here? And we had a prayer thing at our rooted groups where we spent two hours just in God's presence and praying. And God clearly told me, perseverance means not giving up on your faith and not giving up on your church. See, it's bigger than the little picture we see. God said it doesn't mean you can't give up on this exact representation of it. He said, I don't want you to give up on the bigger picture. Because when you give up, you give up. It doesn't mean that there's not the time when you need to cut something in order to do something else. So when I'm saying don't give up, this doesn't happen in isolation because it could seem like Paul gave up when he went away from the city that tried to kill him. It could seem like he gave up when he didn't go into Asia to plant a church. But that's not giving up. You see, that is moving in the right direction. So when we say do not give up, it's do not give up on God's call for your life. Do not give up on God's purpose for your life. Do not give up on the hope that's alive inside of you. Because if you give up, you give up. But the third thing that, Paul, that the Hebrew writer writes, he says, don't be lazy. Put in the hard work. We said last week, there's so many things that can prevent you from growing. And today we know if we want to grow in the right direction, we need to realign ourselves with God's truth. We shouldn't give up. But here's the thing that I think sometimes Christians miss. We also need to put in the hard work. If you're like me, if you're a type A personality, that means like you want to do the hard work, but forget about point one and two, right? You just want to do the work all on your own, all on your, just yourself. You see, there is a, something interesting that happens here where he tells him so plainly. He says, I don't want you to become lazy. Because when we talk about our relationship with God, it's a partnership. You see, a partnership can only work successfully if the two people that's in that partnership both bring what they have to the table and work at that thing together, whether that's a marriage, whether that's a business plan. So God is saying, you need to bring to the table what you have. If I place the hope inside of your life for a happy marriage, you need to keep my truth in line. You need to not give up, but you also need to work at your marriage. You need to put in the hard work. 
If you want to get that promotion, you can pray and you can have the hope and you can realign yourself with what God says about work. But still, you need to put in the manual labor. He says, don't give up. This is a partnership. You have to put in the work. But he says something interesting then. He says, imitate those who through faith and patience inherited what has been promised. So this is something very interesting. The Hebrews writer says this. He says, when you are doing what you want to do, look backwards. Look back. Because it's easy when we look into the future that's unknown to lose what God wants to tell us. See, looking back gives us perspective that we don't always get by looking forward. Looking forward can seem unfamiliar. I might believe I'm busy with the right things. Or I might think I'm bringing my side to the table. But what he says is look back. There has been people that went out before you that has been on this journey, that has been moving in the right direction in order to grow. There's people in the Bible like King David who threw ups and downs always went in the right direction of God. He always kept God's truth through his, uh, in front of his eyes. He never gave up and he always kept working. He always had a plan up his sleeve. You can look at people like Abraham. You can look at Moses. I can look at my own parents and the way that they follow Jesus. If you had parents like that, that's a good example to look back on. You can look at pastors of churches that you were part of. But what it says is if there is people who's already been on the spot where they have inherited what God promised, where they left the life that John 10, 10 speaks of, a life of abundance, and not always in physical thing, things, right? A life of abundance means a life that's overflowing with peace and joy and happiness, despite what's going on around us. If you have known people who grow, who've grown in that direction, look back at their lives. Because when you get busy doing the work, it is so easy to forget what we are working for. It's so easy to forget what it means to grow in the right direction, to work in the right direction. So he says, look back. Go back to your Bible. Go and read the stories of these men and women who follow Jesus. Look back at the people who followed him and learn from them. See, it's easy to grow if we put our minds to it. But it's a different story growing in the right direction. I want to be very plain and simple tonight. Can I be honest with you? If you're not growing in the direction that God wants you in, I've got one line for you. Stop being a baby. Stop being a baby. Stop coming to church hoping that you will always be served without giving back, without putting in the work. Stop complaining about your spouse if you're not keeping in line with God's purpose for you. Stop drinking the milk and start eating the steak. Start being obedient to what God has already given you. Stop being a baby. Because the writer of Hebrews told them, you are just babies. Instead of growing in the right direction, you chose to sit comfortably in your chairs at church every Sunday and not going anywhere. We've spent 10 weeks, the last 10 weeks, in a series called Rooted, a discipleship series, and I've seen people grow. But even in that, if you do not put in your time, if you do not put in your work, if you do not realign yourself, you will stay a little baby that keeps drinking milk 
every day. In Galatians 6, Paul wrote this. He says, don't become weary in doing good. Don't give up and growing in the right direction and putting in the hard work on keeping your focus on God. He says, for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. He says, don't give up. God did not forget about you. God did not give up on you. In fact, God loves you so much, the Bible says that your name is written in the palm of his hand. The Bible says that Jesus loved you so much that he died on a cross for you and me and that he called us our friends in that moment even when we still didn't believe in him. God hasn't given up on you. Don't give up on him. Don't give up on the plan and the purpose that he has for your life. At the proper time, if you keep putting in the work, you will reap a harvest. So let's move to grow. Let's pray. Lord, thank you that you never give up on us, that you never forget about us, that you never leave us on our own when we have to face the waves and the storms of this life. Thank you that you care enough about us, that you've given us your word that is such a beautiful guideline for us. And I pray tonight, Lord, that each and every person here will realign themselves, will examine their own hearts and see where it doesn't align with your truth. Because I know, Lord, that only if we realign ourselves with you will we be able to grow in the direction that you want us in. Help us to become the men and the women that you want us to be. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Hi, I'm Louis Skippers, the lead pastor of Prodeo Church, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to this message today. If you felt inspired by it and you would like to see this continue, we would love to get some of your support. So follow one of the three links below. There's two for South African donors, one a SnapScan link and one our banking details. Or if you're an international listener, there's also a link for you to follow if you wanted to give. So from my side, thank you again and may God bless you.